Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, Sacred Stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. Hey, what's up, monkeys? Monkey Dan here, and welcome to the Live Wild or Die podcast. This is going to be a quickie episode, and before we dive in, since it is a micro-workout episode, I want to talk about Isocore X. I've been using it a ton recently for these little micro-shoulder micro shoulder seshes. Micro-shoulder sesh. Say that fast. But it's so awesome as a warm-up tool. My shoulders feel amazing every time I use it. And I think a lot of monkeys listening to this, you might be in situations where you spend a lot of time pounding keys. Unfortunately, I'm in that same situation. So our shoulders start to roll forward a little bit. But Isocore X, it really helps engage the scapula, pull your shoulders open, get everything nice and warmed up, move through a ton of different planes of motion. So... If you're having issues with your shoulders or you want to prevent any shoulder issues, I'd highly recommend it. And again, it's something I've been using, the Isocore X, I've been using it a ton recently and I kind of forgot how awesome it was. So I wanted to mention that before we dive into the show and monkeys, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for listening and we'll, we'll just keep getting wilder together. So here we go. What's up, monkeys? Monkey Dan here, and welcome to the Live Wild or Die podcast. This is going to be a quickie episode, and I want to talk about micro-workouts. And I've really been thinking about these a lot recently, and I've kind of distilled just this kind of high-level concept of micro-workouts down into three elements or three pillars or just three ways to kind of apply micro-workouts into your routine, into your training, and all that. So I'm just going to dive right into it, and we'll see where we go. So the first application for micro workouts is approaching them as workouts that are less than the standard one hour gym workout. And I wouldn't put a hard upper or lower limit on these, but you know, I'd say it's somewhere around maybe 20 minutes max, but ideally it's something closer to, you know, just a few minutes. And this type of sesh is going to fall under the header of training. So what we're trying to do is expose the body to a minimum effective dose that crosses the threshold of adaptation and it's eliciting the anti-fragile supercompensation effect. So again, this is just short workouts. They're still training. It could be like setting up pocket monkey, doing five sets of five rows at a super slow tempo, getting that time under tension. It could be that five-minute core workout I've talked about. So you set up Pocket Monkey, hop in the foot straps. You're essentially doing these intervals. It's like plank intervals. So the classic one I go to is like 45 seconds at a plank, 15 seconds rest. Repeat that five times. It's just under five minutes long. You could do 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. You could do 20 seconds on. 40 seconds off, whatever works for you, but that's such a great little micro workout. It takes five minutes. Another classic one is that three by 15, do it first thing in the morning, do squats, push-ups, rows. You could even throw in tucks if you want to add a little bit more uh, flavor, hit the core a little bit more. But again, that's like a five minute workout. And if you go through that up tempo, it's a pretty good little monkey sesh. And then, you know, same thing with 360, same thing with Isocore X. I think that's, that's a product that 
I've been using a lot more recently the Isocore X, and it's so, so effective for warming up the shoulders, getting a bunch of blood in those tissues, loosening everything up, especially before a more intense session. Such a good device, such a good training protocol. And again, they don't take long at all. So, you know, especially if you're like pounding keys all day, you could get in legit training. Bring your Isocore X, bring your 360, bring your pocket monkey, set it up on your door in your office and get in these training sessions throughout the day. So that's kind of that first pillar, that first way to approach micro workouts. These are sessions that they're less than the standard one hour gym workout, whether it's a CrossFit class, boot camp, yoga, whatever. They're just short workouts, but they're still... They're still under the header of training. You're still trying to use them to improve something specific. Okay. Second, second micro workout principle. So what you can do is you can take the volume of a one hour workout and then you can spread that volume over multiple sessions throughout the day. So you're accumulating the same or potentially even more volume than you would in that typical one hour workout. But since it's spread throughout the day, it's non-exhaustive. Ideally, you're not going to get as sore because you're not building up the same amount of acid in the muscle. You're not stressing the neurological system. You're not stressing your hormones as much. And I think it's honestly a much more, quote unquote, natural way to train or at least a way to train that's more congruent with human evolution. And I think there's two reasons why I really believe that. And the two reasons are my time as a wilderness ranger and then recently backcountry bow hunting. You know, I think that gives you just a little bit of a glimpse of what life was like kind of pre-agricultural revolution. So let's say kind of pre-10,000, 15,000 years ago. But you're moving all day. Occasionally you're sprinting occasionally you're under load, occasionally you're having to lift something heavy. You're doing all the variety of movement input is so much greater than what you do at a gym or anything you would do in like an artificial environment. You know, try walking through like a heavy downfall forest for hours. I mean, it's like, it's like this walking yoga ballet gymnastic combo. It's super, exhausting and both mentally and physically actually, because you're kind of having to like carve a path forward as well as, you know, balance, crawl, hop, jump between all these different obstacles. So again, the second principle, it's really about spreading a typical one hour workout throughout the day. And I talked to this dude, his name's dude, dude spellings. He was doing like this crazy amount of volume. He was running, I think four or five miles throughout the day in combination with doing like 300 squats, a few hundred pushups over a hundred pull-ups. And he was making some legit gains and it wasn't, you know, he was doing this in little, you know, kind of five to 15 minute bursts throughout the day. So it worked really well. You know, he could work for, you know, anywhere from an hour, hour and a half, take, five to 15 minutes, go do his thing. And, you know, you do five to eight sets of that throughout the day. It really adds up to a lot. And again, it's that non-exhaustive nature that I think is really important to consider as well as just that evolutionary congruence in the sense of 
moving all day long is something we're really designed to do most, mostly at a low level, relatively low level of activity. But, you know, with these bits of beats of strength spread in as well as some explosive work. So that would be number two. And then number three is micro workouts can be a way to incorporate more total movement throughout the day. And this is really more about interrupting long periods of inactivity versus making these huge fitness gains or these fitness breakthroughs. And essentially you can do anything that isn't just sitting or standing there. So I love this, uh, sitting is the new smoking, right? But when you stand up, you can still be still through the vast majority of the day. And I found myself guilty of that as well. Little side note, stoic helps with that a ton. So I'm sure most of the monkeys listening to this, you're familiar with stoic. And if you backed it, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can't wait to get that in your hands. But stoic really helps me add a little bit more non-exercise activity into my day, just shifting my weight. I change up the surface, change the way I stand. So that's been an awesome tool for me. You know, I would argue that you're still making gains simply by moving more. And it's regardless of if it's a workout or something more of lines of just, again, non-exercise activity. And I was just listening to the wild man, Dr. Kelly Starrett talked about, excuse me, he was talking about how one of the kind of one of the things we're missing or that has been missed in you know, kind of the greater fitness culture is non-exercise activity. And his recommendation is just walking more. And I like, I've been trying to follow his 12,000 steps a day protocol, which isn't that hard. Actually, if you really, if you make it a priority and a focus, and again, if you kind of take on that urban ranger mindset, you can really get in a lot of walking throughout the day. So I feel way better. I've been sleeping better. And what this non-exercise activity is about, it's kind of draining. It's kind of down-regulating, so it's getting out. It's getting out this uh, this energy buildup. You know, you can go hit it hard, slam it in the gym or in your home gym, or you know, whether it's on the trails with Pocket Monkey 360, whatever you're doing, you can go hard, get in this awesome training, but you can still be really sedentary throughout the other 23 hours a day. So it's really important to maintain just movement and this non this non-exercise activity it also helps decongest and the way i interpret that is really so the venous system so our circular there's arteries and veins in our cardiovascular system the veins are sort of passive in nature so the way blood and lymph fluid as well so our lymphatic system the way fluid moves in our venous system and our lymphatic system has a lot to do with muscle contraction. So if you're not contracting your muscles, you're not pushing this fluid back where it can get recirculated. So I think that's where the walking or any other form of non-exercise activity, it could be yoga, it could be stretching, it could be rolling out, just playing. If you have a slack line in your backyard, going down to the park, shooting some hoops. I mean, it doesn't have to be like this fitness thing or this gym thing, it can be, it can be playful, you know? Um, and that's something, you know, I've, I've fallen in that trap for years where there was something about 
like using certain equipment or being in a certain place where that, that meant it was effective. Whereas, you know, it's like yesterday I went scrambling. So I was climbing on some of these rock faces, right? We were so lucky to have here in Boulder is like, you know, you go on a couple, maybe a mile, mile and a half hike, climb a thousand feet of really easy terrain. You're doing all this variety of movement. You're looking at all this beautiful scenery. You're feeling wild. Your mind gets clear and then you come back and it's all good. So again, find as much non-exercise activity as you can and just build your environment so that it makes it much more easier to slip in and out of that activity. Okay. So I did a talk, shout out to wild man, monkey rich out in South Africa, but I talked to his EO group, which I learned is entrepreneurs organization. And I talked about micro workouts and after the talk, I connected with a gentleman and he was telling me about his micro workout routine he was trying to do. And he's, he's like, I can't do it. And he, he told me the specifics and it was like crazy volume. I mean, it was like way too ambitious to be called a micro workout. You know, it was just, it was a workout, not a micro workout. He was setting the bar way too high. So he just wasn't doing anything. And I think you got to take the opposite approach. It's kind of like, what's the minimum dose or the minimum effective dose versus, you know, trying to be super ambitious, like start really low, start with the one rep workout, build up from there versus like, you know, trying to do a hundred burpees every hour on the hour. I think as well, if you're coming from a decon, a key, excuse me, if you're coming from a deconditioned state, excuse me, you gotta be a little bit, what's the right word here? If you're getting back into training or you're kind of getting off the couch and you want to try number two, which is taking that one hour workout and then spreading it over multiple sessions throughout the day. I think you need just to be a little bit cognizant of overtraining or causing injury. And you know, what I used to see all the time was guys would be super motivated. They come in the gym, they were going hard, they had good form, everything was good, but they were just doing too much volume too soon. And my suspicion is their muscles were getting super strong, super quickly, but the connective tissue just couldn't catch up with that muscle muscular strength. So they'd get like elbow tendonitis, shoulder issues, things like that. So I think that's actually one of the biggest reasons why it's important to kind of ease back into exercise or training, but just with micro workouts, I think because you're not getting so exhausted during each little session, you're going to have more energy. You could potentially overdo it if you're again in a deconditioned state. So just kind of ease into it. Don't try and do the dude spellings, you know, 500 squat, 400 push up, 300 pull up protocol. Uh, unless you're, you're like, <laughs> uh, I don't even know. That's uh, I don't, I'm not sure how sustainable that would be, but Wrapping up, I wanted to talk about a routine that I've gotten pretty psyched on recently. So I, I start the morning. It's kind of a slow ramp up. So I'm, I get up, I'll do my squaffy. So I'll make my coffee, sit down and squat. I try and just do two minutes, just do some light mobility work, nothing super formal, maybe some hip stretching, 
little forward fold action, just, you know, general mobility, just getting everything loose. And then I've either been going on a run or a walk, but it's typically two to three miles, nothing super intense, really slow pace, low heart rate, just enjoying being outside first thing in the morning, getting that sunshine, setting that circadian rhythm. And it feels awesome. And again, it's whether I'm running or walking, it's done at a very low level of intensity. So it's really, I'm just moving and flowing, just enjoying being outside. Then I'll come back home and do typically a body weight or maybe some pocket monkey, some 360, maybe some kettlebells, things of that nature. But it's not like this high intensity interval session. Again, it's like it's slower. It's more focused. Maybe I'll, I'll do things like Turkish get-ups. I'll do tempo rows, tempo push-ups, some 360 work, but a little bit slower, more isometric in nature. So again, starting off with not that super intense exercise in the morning, just getting a lot of movement and getting a lot of variety in that movement. All right. So I finished this morning session at home and then I'm going to walk to work. I'm going to do more movement and non-exercise activity while I'm at the office. And I do this with my analog sand timer. So I've got a 45 minute timer and then a 15 minute timer. And what I will say is I don't, it's not like a hard and fast rule when the sand runs out, I'm down doing push-ups or squats or whatever. I definitely am flexible. So the, what I kind of layer on top of that is task completion. So especially if I'm working on something creative where I'm focused, I'm in a good flow state. The ideas are coming out. I don't want to just stop because my sand timer ran out and it's time to do micro workouts. I'll definitely be flexible and kind of, kind of mold it more around task completion. And it works the other way as well. So if I'm working on something or I'm just getting kind of burnt out, there's still, you know, maybe only half the sand is out. I'll just, I'll take an earlier micro workout break and, get in a sesh. So getting outside is, I think, super important too. If you're, if you're inside all day, man, you just get that, get that funk. So typically my office micro seshes, they look something like some mellow 360 work, just loosening up my back, some floga trademark, sitting in a deep squat, some light stretching and it's starting to get really nice here in Colorado. And even when it wasn't nice, honestly, I'd head out to the parking lot and I'd do some running drills, some monkey plyometrics and even some sprinting. And again, it was done. It's just, it was easy and energizing. It's like you finish your, you're upregulated, you're ready to rock and roll versus like, man, I'm exhausted. I need to, you know, drink a smoothie and take a nap type of thing. So not that, uh, not that I'm a smoothie guy, but that's just what came to mind. So again, these should be energizing, not depleting. So then I'm at the office, I'll walk home. And then this is where I'm going to do a shorter, more intense sesh. And this could include some weightlifting, some high intensity interval work, some sprinting, some calisthenics, or I might just keep walking. I've mentioned this a few times. I've got these trails just right out the back door that epic views, 14,000 foot peaks all up and down the front range. So sometimes just depending on how I'm feeling, I'll just, I'll just keep walking, you know? So I like going 
heavier or more intense or more challenging more in that afternoon time. It's just, my body's warm. I've gotten some food in me. I've got a little more energy. I'm more awake. And I just feel like I'm, I'm way less likely to get injured. Not that I don't lift heavy or do harder, you know, pocket monkey workouts or 360 or whatever earlier in the day. I just prefer to do it a little bit later, but again, do what works for you. I think just in conclusion, it's regardless of what's ideal, what's optimal, practical, fashionable, interesting, etc. The best workout, the best movement, the best training, it's the one you do consistently. So I think we don't need to overthink micro workouts. You just need to be consistent, try and get some variety, try and use complex movements, but more than anything, just be consistent. So thanks for tuning in monkeys. Appreciate you guys. I'll see you out there. Monkey on.